This is the Pop Tournaments podcast. In Pop Tournaments, we take a category of pop culture and let you, the fans, vote on matchups in a single elimination tournament format to determine an ultimate champion. We are here to discuss those results and the upcoming matchups. Thanks to our great community and everybody who votes, let's start the show. Welcome again to the Pop Tournaments Podcast. We are back in holiday season. It is once again December 7th, 2020. Jingle bells, Batman smells. Don't touch yourself or you're going to hell. <laughs> that's, what, that's what they teach you in the... Uh, one of those more in Christmas school? In Christmas school, yes. <laughs> we are back once again. This is the Pop Tournaments podcast. We are coming to you from the closet where all your presents are kept. We know what you're getting. It's a <laughs> yeah. Wii. It's a PlayStation 5. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I am Jake Wicker. We have co-host Ryan Barrett. What's happening, everybody? And co-host Jennifer Schmidt. Hi, friends. So, so happy to have you all with us once again. Um, Today we are sponsored by the support group for the rejected Rockefeller Center Christmas trees. (laughs) We feel bad bad for those trees. Um, Yeah, we're recording our second episode on the same day, so we probably don't have too much to uh, talk about uh, from our weekends. But uh, any quick things to add, Ryan? Have I wa- a fun weekend. I watched Mank this week. It was really great. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, I want to uh, see that one. W- we watched um, the both of the the new Steve McQueen movies. Really great. Mm-hmm. Heavy, as you'd nice. imagine. Yeah. As um, yeah. And. And I'm just joking. We haven't actually watched this. These are things that are on our list of things to watch this week. So. <laughs> I was just going to believe you. By the you. time you like, are oh, hearing okay. this episode, they yes. will, you will have watched. Who, who did you watch those with? Uh, my wife, Rebecca. <laughs> All right. Ah! We got one in. My, we my had watch, to get one in. My watch partner. <laughs> yeah. Jen, Jen have you, did you have anything to add uh, from your weekend? No, Sorry. <laughs> Jen, Jen, if you hadn't listened to the previous episode, Jen had a really, really fun, uh, and a really fun Zoom, weekend. Zoom Christmas party Saturday and, night. Uh, I had a rough Sunday morning and afternoon. <laughs> so, so, can't blame you. so did, so did oh. my wife Rebecca. <laughs> yep, you're right. Dang, uh, Rebecca also had a great time. <laughs> it sounds like everybody did. I I remember like Becky got several calls being like, "What the fuck did we drink last night? So, I've never been this hungover before." Right, <laughs> Ryan, how were you able to send ayahuasca to everybody? Yeah, I know. yeah. Seriously, I yeah, I don't know what was going on. And I mean, granted, this is also the same group of girlfriends that we have a Zoom call like every Friday night. So, but this one was the Christmas party one. So yeah. it was a Saturday night and apparently, yeah, that we did it up. Well, so I also, uh, <laughs> I, I, unfortunately I had, I had to do some stupid car work. I, I've got an oil leak in my oh, no. GD car and you know what? Nobody, nobody likes car work. That shit sucks, but, um, no, we'll get doesn't. that, we'll get that figured out. Luckily, luckily I only, uh, the, my, the place I work is less than two miles away. So yeah, I can I can figure mm-hmm. things out. I also um, I watched a fantastic movie on Amazon. It's free uh, for you Amazon subscribers. Uh, Uncle Frank, um, definitely definitely suggest this movie. It uh, awesome. I want to say it takes place in mid seventies, um, but some some great uh, acting performances. Um, it's got the um, the younger the younger girl from the It movie. Um, God, I'm drawing a blank on her. Oh, Beverly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yes. Who played Beverly mm-hmm. in the It movie? She's yep. fantastic in it. Um, mm-hmm. Smaller role from Stephen Root. Uh, 
um, fantastic in this movie. Um, but definitely, um, you know, I, I thought about saving it for a Reco episode, but I, I really hope people check mm-hmm. this movie out. It's, 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 it's a more serious movie. So, you know, you definitely got to be mm-hmm. in the right headspace. Sorry. I wasn't trying to elude mm-hmm. Ryan. I, I know I suggested it to Ryan and, and it's just, you know, it's not a, Oh, we're just going to pop it on. This is, it's, it's, it's an arty, mm-hmm. arty movie. So, uh, check it out. But, um, speaking of uncles, I apologize. No, speaking gosh. of uncles. Oh no. Oh, oh, oh. oh no. Uh, is yours visiting again? Oh well, no. I got, I, I got some uncle Johnny news. Um, <laughs> he, he, he fell on some hard times. Cousin, cousin tells me he's, uh, he gotten some hot water over some uh, bootleg laser discs of four Christmases. Don't know how that ended up on laser disc, but uh, so he's out. He he's out working on an oil rig, and I uh, I got a Christmas card uh, no. sent to us uh, to to the pop tournaments uh, uh, staff here, and it's really weird. on the On the front, it's Yogi Bear and Smokey the Bear both in santa claus hats so i don't know Mm -hmm. but uh it says uh happy holidays pop tournaments crew it has been an interesting few weeks working out in the middle of the ocean nobody wants to talk to me so i befriended a seagull and named him dale dale is pretty fun i like to give him scraps after dinner and i'm trying to teach him monopoly i do not like dale's brother patrick patrick is a dick bye bye for now as we say on the ocean, Merry Fishmas and High Seas Navidad. Ah, oh boy. That That's Uncle Daddy. Interesting situation that is going on out there. But um, yeah, uh, it's always nice to hear from yeah. family. I hope everybody out there does Christmas cards uh, as weird as they may be. Um, in the last couple episodes, we've done some uh, small business suggestions and... Um, Instead of that, I, I think uh, all three of us kind of have uh, some decent opinions on how we tip in the holiday season. Like, uh, let's remember how much these businesses are struggling. And a lot of times those uh, extra dollars go a long way in helping these businesses keep their employees. As much as we want to keep them in business, I think we can all agree on that. Um they need to keep staff and and that staff needs to earn money too. Uh, Ryan, you, you work in the, mm-hmm. in the industry. Uh, I don't want to get out of line and, and accuse people of being heartless here, but to, you know, take it away. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, I, I, my practices have always been a little bit different as somebody who is from the service industry. Like mm-hmm. I, or some, you know, I think most people who have been in the service industry are always kind of like min 20%, and Mm -hmm. and up um as far as tips go um i think that for takeout though people have different different opinions on like what's what's appropriate you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i think that because there isn't dine-in right now the answer is the exact same thing you would tip if you were dining Mm -hmm. in you know yeah um so you know if, if if you got good phone service let's say Maybe you want to throw in an extra Mm -hmm. five or 10 percent or something Mm -hmm. from what you're going to do. But, um, you know, there's definitely I I find that it it all kind of evens out, honestly, like at the end of the day, you'll get a handful of 25 or 30 percent tips and you'll get a handful of five or 10 percent tips and it all kind Mm -hmm. of evens out. But it still sucks like that when there's people who are like, uh, you know just don't uh i don't know i don't want to say it because it, it could be ignorance it could be people just not knowing better i i don't yeah. know and that's the thing. i, I, I think... try not to get too worked up about it honestly but because i i really appreciate the business but it's it's definitely like it, it sucks getting this... uh having your like especially when you have a a day where it's not those bigger tips Mm -hmm. kind of evening things out and you just have a shit day where all of a sudden you know everything kind of goes against you or you don't have a busy day Mm -hmm. and the five orders you do get all tip you yeah you know right because they're such a big part of like how many orders you have like servers right now they're not getting as many shifts 
They're not getting mm-hmm. as many tables while they're working. And since tips is such a huge percentage of what servers make, then that means their income has gone down a ton. And whether or not you agree that the tipping system is what you know is best for the restaurant industry, or if we should be more like Europe, where servers are just paid well and fairly, but that's not what it is here. So yeah. don't like you know take that out on servers if you don't think you should tip. You know, food prices in the U.S. at restaurants are significantly less than they are in other countries, and that's because you're supposed to like add in twenty percent tip mm-hmm. for the servers. So and likewise, like I was also someone who would tip like you know five ten percent on takeout before, and now it's like okay, well. Never mind, since this all happened, I'm tipping 20% mm-hmm. for takeout, at least. Yeah, it's, it, you know, I think you guys both bring up great points, and it's just about realizing we're in different circumstances right now, and we we have to, you know, not forget about certain people. And a, as mm-hmm. we've kind of talked about before, is like really know, try to know the businesses you're trying to support, you know, take care of them. It, it, it might not seem like something but maybe a you know a little bit bigger tip is a way that they're able to keep employees that's that's the biggest thing is mm-hmm. that everybody's running on shoestrings right now ryan uh one other thing too that um you know a lot of places uh in order to drive up their volume um they're employing these um you know, DoorDash and Grubhub and Postmates mm-hmm. and Uber Eats and all this. Um, just so everybody knows, and this is just a point of like education. I love uh, this. Those, those companies take anywhere from like 20 to 40% of the sale. Mm-hmm. So if you're um, trying to support a restaurant that you love by getting food delivered to you from Grubhub, that just know that like you're pretty much let's say their food percent is like or their their food cost percentage is like 30 percent that means you're like take grubhub is taking half of the the profit mm-hmm. they would yeah. make yeah um, so so you know uh still even though i love food delivery services i use it mm-hmm. i'm not going to say like i'm above that especially because you know it is scary and you know i love to um not have to leave the house but it, when it comes to like trying to support independent businesses and stuff like that, I'll definitely That's try right. to go do pickup. But so you're mm-hmm. paying them directly, you're tipping their employees directly rather than tipping a driver mm-hmm. who's not involved with their restaurant and a company that's taking a big chunk of, yeah. of the money. So that that's a great point. No, because I I am a I'm a champion of that. I, I really feel like these these secondary delivery companies, they're really all they've done is establish themselves as a non-essential middleman that's just going to take a cut of money. They hurt the business, they hurt the consumer, and they hurt their, well, now classified as uh, non-employees, their uh, mm-hmm. contractors. I, I contracted contracted employees, which mm-hmm. is just, again, it's absolutely just crazy. So if you can... Please don't use those services. I mean, like that's a great point. It, it, to me, I, I look at it as like a like a handicap spot. If you don't if you don't need it, and and certainly there are people that need it. Use it if you need it. But if you don't need it, don't abuse it. Um, don't don't abuse these delivery services. Support those businesses. They are oftentimes getting screwed over um, left and right by by these things. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciate that. Uh, sorry, uh, Jen didn't mean to cut you off there. Uh, <laughs> oh no, I was good. I know, I know you're a good tipper, so I'm. I am. Anything. I was a server <laughs> for a long time too. <laughs> well, um, so we we've got to talk about uh, some Christmas songs again. But does um, does anybody have a, a super memorable Christmas album that they really remember from their household growing up? Well, one of my favorite Christmas albums, and I would have loved some of the songs to have been in this bracket, but it just didn't make sense. Um, Actually, one or two might be on there, but there's uh, John Denver and the Muppets Christmas album is my favorite. Yeah. Uh, They have this really cool version of Silent Night where they also like tell the story of it. 
Um, there's some really pretty John Denver songs like that are Christmassy that they sing along that are original for the album. And it's also the only version of 12 Days of Christmas that <laughs> I will listen to. That's exactly the version of 12 Days it's of Christmas. Like, yep. It's all it's like hilarious. falling apart by the end. Um, I forget which day Bunsen and Beaker sing. But so, so like when it gets to that part, Beaker's just going, me, 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 me. Like, <laughs> it's, it's a great, it's a great album. And I highly recommend it. Even if, you know, you're an adult and maybe you don't think about the Muppets every day, which is a sad life to live. And I'm, Personally, and I'm sorry. I love the Muppets and I think I about sh- them all the time, but it's so good. I should have rephrased that or, or, or any, any songs, um, you know, popular songs that should have been included <laughs> on this uh, bracket. Um, well, so the top 12 song me, should have just been the John Denver and the Muppet song, <laughs> is what I'm saying in this bracket. Everything. That's how we should have started. And then moved on from there. Sorry, Ryan. You um, <laughs> uh, one, one thing I just thought of, uh, this was something that didn't come into my life until um, I got married to my wife, Rebecca. Um, and... She introduced me to uh, Christmas Eve on Sesame Street, which was like mm. a late seventies. That was like in the first year or two of Sesame Street. Yeah. They had like an hour long uh-huh. special, mm-hmm. um, and it's so great. Um, they they do a couple original songs that are like we we listen to every year. They're really really good. Um, but uh, the the other I don't I don't really I feel like there weren't any albums that I was really attached to growing up uh, mm-hmm. Christmas albums um, some songs though that I was bummed didn't get in um, were that there was one uh, another Elvis song uh, called Santa Bring My Baby Back to Me yep, which is just a- so much fun <laughs> that's a big one it's such a great song yeah uh, I actually like that song a lot better than Blue Christmas mm-hmm. but it's just Blue Christmas is a classic is and a, Santa Bring yeah. My Baby Back to Me is not. So um, James Brown's Santa Claus Goes Straight to the Ghetto. Amazing <laughs> song. Um, it's a again, good jam. just like it is. And it's, um, you know, again, it's one of those. I, a, I don't think enough people know it. And yeah. B, um, it's oh, it hasn't been covered by anybody else. It's pretty much just like a. That's a James Brown song, you know? I'm glad you put it Uh, down because I would have, honestly, until you put it down, I would have never heard of it and I went and listened to it. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a good good song. I'm dumb, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, as we've seen. The the other one, and this is my favorite of the bunch. This is a song that, like, I post on Facebook, like, every, you know, around Christmas. Um... It's called December Will Be Magic Again by Kate Bush. And okay. it is a fucking delight. It is such a great song. And it's like a winter solstice song. You know what I mean? It's not mm-hmm. like a yeah. Christmas. It's Christmas adjacent, mm-hmm. much like Let It Snow and like Silver Bells mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yep. Um, but it's... um, I guess Chris, Silver Bells is, mentions Christmas. But, it does. Um, it, uh, what are you talking about? Like sleigh ride, all of the, yeah, the, like, yeah, 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 yeah. But Maybe it's this cold outside. Yeah, is like very. It sounds kind of like it's written by like a magical like ice queen or something. <laughs> um, oh, cool! It's just it in in classic Kate Bush style. Like she's just one of my favorite singers, one of my favorite songwriters. Mm-hmm. Like she's one of those people who is also like we talked about with Dolly Parton. She's having a moment right now where all of a sudden, like, mm-hmm. everybody's, like, using Kate Bush songs in movies and shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, I feel like she's more popular now than she has been since yeah. she was, you know, right. making records. Um, but, yeah, the video, too, is just insane. It's so good. I'll send it to you guys later tonight to yes, watch it. Please but do. I'm everybody else, go watch it on your own. It's an amazing video, an amazing song. Kate Bush. Very, very good. Um, my my one that, again, not no covers. Um, and it's hard to find, actually, um, as many of the songs from this movie are. 
but um, it was included in uh, Christmas Vacation. My big one is Ray Charles, That Spirit of Christmas. Um, mm-hmm. when, when, when Clark is watching the old movies up in the attic. Yes, up in the and attic. It's, it's just, it, that one just hits you. I really, really love that song. And um, for albums, um, it, it, it's so weird. It was just right at the time that we moved into a new house and we got our very first mm-hmm. CD play, like a big, huge, you know, stereo system for the basement. And it had a five disc CD player. And we got the first Garth Brooks Christmas album, which is yeah. cheesy yeah. as hell, but uh, a very, very good album. Garth Brooks could have been the country mm-hmm. Michael Blue if he had worked at it. <laughs> if he just didn't yeah, turn like, into Chris Gaines. Yeah, like as a ton of Christmas songs made that his thing. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I definitely, like, growing up, my, my parents were very smooth. Like, they listen to a lot of smooth music. Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. we, the Christmas albums that I listened to a lot as a kid were like Al Jarreau and like <laughs> Johnny Mathis. Nice. And Nat King Cole, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But like smooth singers with like jazz, you know, nice. jazz or jazz influenced kind of music. And yeah. It, it That's much cooler than mine from my childhood. I listened to a lot of the Amy Grant Christmas album. <laughs> oh, which... <that's> nice. <laughs> there you go. Oh my gosh, so much. That was, was my main one. <laughs> so it is also corny as hell. Very popular. Yep, my grown-up Christmas list, but it was a very big album. Yes. Yep. I can imagine. Uh, well, and you know, so we're we're heading into the holiday season, and a lot of us are going to be stuck at home. Um, we always talk about um, a lot of our you know, favorite things to watch here, but sometimes all of those things are not available for streaming, and we got to go back to our old school DVDs. So as a little preview of our next, uh, you know, something we might be questioning on the page, do you guys remember your, your absolute first DVD? Ryan? Yes. Yeah, I I mean, I, I remember getting my first DVD player and it was just like such a it, it was a massive machine. And it's so funny because it's just it's just like when people talk about like getting their first like VHS players and it was like five hundred dollars. And like, you know, it looks like a, you know, bread box and it has like a, you know, it like ejected up from the top and you'd slide the tape in. And it has like big physical buttons that you'd have to like push mm-hmm. down and stuff. Or laser disc. Uh, that's like. how this that that's how this DVD player was. It was massive. It probably you know weighed like it probably weighed more than my TV does now. You know, <laughs> um, but and that it first disc was. Uh, it was in that like first gen. My my first discs though, I remember getting like a couple. The, Stanley Kubrick released a box set of like all of his movies on DVD right away. And I remember getting The Shining and Clockwork Orange. Um, and I think I maybe had Goodfellas. It's very like teenage boy kind of. Yeah. You know, I was like mm-hmm. I was like 18 at the time, I think. Pink Floyd the Wall I got. <laughs> um, you know, because weed. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> one turned into five. Uh, Jen, do you remember your, <laughs> <laughs> your first uh, Yeah, well it was my whole family. Because I didn't have my own DVD player because I was, yeah, 18 or so at the time. But my dad had bought a DVD player for the whole family for Christmas. And so, but he had, like, you know, the middle of the night, like, set it up in the, like, giant, like, oak entertainment system that we had at the time. (laughs) And, And set it up. And so then he was just like, oh, here's a present from Grandma. My Grandma. And so we're unwrapping it. And it's the DVD of the movie Big Daddy, the Adam Sandler movie, which is a pretty good movie. It's a fun Under, one. It's underrated one of its, for for the Adam yeah, Sandler it's, catalog. It it's has a its top moments. shelf Adam Sandler comedy. But uh, but we were like, oh, poor dumb grandma. She doesn't know the difference between CDs and DVDs. We don't have a <laughs> DVD player. And then my dad was like, well, actually, we do. Merry Christmas. Nice. <laughs> And then my grandma later, she's like, yeah, like I would buy you a, a DVD with a kid peeing on the side of a building. So. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I just so, love anything uh, with Rob Schneider in it. 
weird, uh, weird uh, medium, physical uh, pop culture. It is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My 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 first one was the cell. I was weird. I ah. I, I yeah. Loved, I loved those. The you know visual stimulating yeah. movies. I was like, oh my god, awesome. this is the premiere of this is the best. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. It's well, not. It was still a fun movie, so it looked very cool. You know, Vincent when you're D'Onofrio. eighteen years old, it's a very cool movie. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it. There turns out there wasn't much of a story, e- exactly. but visually, it was different than anything you'd ever seen. <laughs> yeah, you know, and J Lo, and you were also an eighteen-year-old boy, and J Lo's in the movie, so <laughs> yeah. that all makes sense too. That tracks. Yeah. Well, <laughs> not speaking of J Lo, no, or. I'm sure she's. I'm sure she's covered some of these songs, but not. Oh yeah, she probably has a Christmas album. Oh, I'm sure there is yeah. one. You know, well, we know there is one because we are the pop, Christmas in the Bronx. We are the pop culture experts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jenny from the Christmas. That's yeah. <laughs> we need to get to the second half of our jingle jams. So let's <laughs> let's jump right back into it. Um, our next matchup that we have to get to is Merry Christmas, baby from Johnny Moore in 1947 versus this Christmas from Donnie Hathaway in 1970. And this, I think this is going to be the absolute most difficult decision I have (laughs) in this tournament. (laughs) Cause this is two absolute bangers. Ryan, I'm going to let you talk first. Well, you know, Merry Christmas Baby is one that I wasn't very familiar with. Like, I I had heard the Bruce Springsteen version. Yeah. Um, I was, you know, it was somewhere in the vault, but I wasn't mm-hmm. like, it wasn't one that I go back to. Uh, this Christmas is one of my all-time favorite Christmas songs. I remember mm-hmm. hearing that, um, like, on the radio when I was probably... 14 years old or something or 15 years old um and being like i love this song so much and like Mm -hmm. my mom was like yeah i love this song too i can't remember who sang it though and this was like before the internet and stuff Mm -hmm. so like Mm -hmm. i would just have to like listen to the radio and wait for them to play that song (laughs) you know and it seemed like every time i would hear it it would be like it would cut off you know, before or after yeah. they introduced mm-hmm. who sang it. So it was like, oh, you know, I, it was kind of like the mystery song for, for a couple years for me. But mm-hmm. I absolutely love this song. It's so great. And they made a movie based on it. I don't know if you know that. that there's a movie called This Christmas okay. that's like, you know, it's like a adaptation of the song i i don't know how much it has to do with the song i've never seen it <laughs> but i know that it exists and donny hathaway is just such an underrated musical legend um he's so great um and if, if you're not familiar with his work like he he's one of those people whose you know life was tragically cut short before um he was able to really like blossom mm-hmm. into a mm-hmm. superstar but i mean he was like a musical genius on the level of like few others in the world of like R&B and soul music. So yeah, it, he, he, no, I, I totally yeah. agree with like, that's, that's the thing that I think makes this so difficult. I, I understand probably most people know the more, uh, the, the Bruce Springsteen version of Merry Christmas baby, but mm-hmm. the original version is just, it slaps so much it's just such a good <laughs> old soul song and and mm-hmm. it, it was kind of written you know in contradiction to the other christmas songs being written at the time uh in, in the 40s and 50s so many of these songs that we have in this tournament were originally written 40s and 50s and and so it's mm-hmm. I, I i completely agree with everything ryan's saying Jen, I'm not trying to cut you off. I'm sorry. I just, I don't know where to go. <laughs> Jen, thoughts? <laughs> I mean, I like them both. I also don't know yet how I'm going to vote. I'll probably split my vote. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there isn't a Christmas movie that doesn't have this Christmas in it at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, we should be sure to be clear. There is a diff- There are different songs, This Christmas and Last Christmas 
are different songs, which are <laughs> is important to remember. That is important. Yeah. And yeah, and they both have really generic titles. Like this Christmas, I feel like that's one of the problems with this song is it's such a generic name that you don't yep. associate the song with the title. Because um, I, I had to go back. I was like, what's this Christmas? I need to listen to that. I was like, oh, it's the song that's in every Christmas movie. Um, yeah. So so I was like, oh, okay. I do like this song. Yeah, um, it should have been called. A, well. It should have been called a very special Christmas, <laughs> and that—that's yeah. what I kept. That's what kept fucking me up. Is I kept like looking for who sings the song called "A Very Special Christmas," and nobody could tell me because that wasn't the name of the song. I'll, t- I'll, I'll tell you what. No, but that was the name of the albums. And uh, remember, in the '80s, there was a very special Christmas, like Volume Eight. It was yeah. like that. Now that's what I call music. Of the 80s with, was the very special with, Christmas. Yeah. Th- yeah. This Christ- Their compilation Christmas CDs. This Christmas is the song that I have playing in my head when I have all my Christmas shopping done and I'm just walking through the <laughs> store and I'm just like, this Christmas. And I'm just, yep, I got it done. <laughs> uh, it's going to be a very special year. So. Yeah. <laughs> but again, uh, Bruce Springsteen. Uh, he sponsored our last yeah. our last episode. Merry Christmas, baby! <laughs> Santa came down the chimney. It's very good. Uh, he, yeah. The boss, the boss, the yeah, boss is, is a Christmas. He's a Christmas man. Yeah. <laughs> he he does a lot of good Christmas music. I uh, a saxophone really I, helps. I, I will say I was bummed that these two songs got matched up against each other just because there aren't a lot of like R&B songs in this tournament. Right. And to have two of them in yeah. one matchup kind of sucks. Well, at least one of them will go on, though. That's that's that's, true. that's the key here. Um, after that, we have uh, we're, we're going to get a little more morose here. Um, wait, is that the right term? Sol- uh, solemn. A little more solemn here. I apologize. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christmas time is here versus the river. And yeah, uh, I, I honestly I love both these songs. I super associate both mm-hmm. these songs with Christmas. Um, I get a little bit of a hard time trying to play River um, outside of Christmas. I, I, I love it as a Joni Mitchell song. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, Jen, what do you think? I, River is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, if you listen to our last episode, I like very melancholy Christmas songs too. I like the happy ones. Like I'm a very happy Christmassy person. I enjoy all that. But but I like you know adding in that little bit of like seriousness and like solitude and quietness that River really uh, uh, offers. So yeah, that's one of my favorites. And I think if anyone has been watching the delightful Netflix series of Dash and Lily, this song plays an important role in the first episode of that. Um, and so and so check out Dash and Lily on Netflix. It's a really cute kind of based on a young adult book. Um, but it's a good time. I heard about it from Ryan's wife, Rebecca. Uh, and said I absolutely needed to watch it so i had watched the first episode and i was like that's ah, a little it's a little bit much and she, she made me go back and it was great so it's a great christmas show and yeah and rivers in that it's great it's yeah so that will definitely get my vote that one i'm hoping like you know has some legs and makes it a little ways in once people like remember oh yeah i do love this song because it's kind of like the opposite of all i want for christmas is you in that people do really like it but you never hear it and then when you're reminded of it, you're like, oh, yes, this is lovely. We get it. You. So I'm going for that you one. You like love, actually. All right. <laughs> I do. I do. Right. I love it, actually. Ryan? <laughs> so this one's tough for me um, because Christmas time is here is absolutely gorgeous. Um, yeah. There's been so many great versions um, because it is kind of a jazz song. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been covered by a lot of like jazz artists. Um, and it's, it's just a really like river. It's very Mm -hmm. like melancholy and very like just, uh, I, the, the, the original version too, with like kind of the choral arrangement of the Mm -hmm. vocals is just really, really gorgeous. And it makes me very nostalgic, um, even though I was never, I never really watched a lot of the Peanuts movies growing up, but um, but 
that something about the way that song sounds mm-hmm. makes me very nostalgic. Um, and I love it. Yeah. This river on the other R- river on the other hand, um, I blue by Joni Mitchell is the album mm-hmm. that river is on is mm-hmm. one of my top 10 favorite albums of all time. Um, I listened to that album pr- as much as any other album, pretty much just on like, uh, I'll be like on a whim. I don't listen to a ton of music anymore. I mainly listen to podcasts, but there'll just be times where I'll like be like, man, I'm really in a Joni Mitchell kind of mood and -hmm. I'll put on blue and like for the next two weeks, I'll be listening to blue like nonstop. Um, And river is like one of the highlights of that album, but that album doesn't have any low lights. (laughs) Um, And it's so sad. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I literally like have cried I have yeah. literally cried to that song. Like it's mm-hmm. very sad and like very depressing. Um, but I will say, I think river is the diehard of Christmas music, <laughs> mm-hmm. meaning I think that's perfect. it's like, it takes place during Christmas. It takes place during Christmas. Exactly. And people, People play it on Christmas mm-hmm. radio because it mm-hmm. says Christmas in it and it has the refrain where it goes da 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 but like coming home Christmas. Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh but it's 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 so much more than like a Christmas song. It is a lot which more, almost yes. makes it like not fair to put it right. up against Christmas songs because it's like it's not uh you know where where Christmas songs are so much about like they're kitschy and campy. Mm-hmm. River is like a just a fucking great song, you know. Yeah, it's and, a, it, it is a great song. Um, and <laughs> I'll, I'll what I'll say is I love both these songs so, so very much. The The one thing that, or the one version that sticks out to me, um, there is a uh, Scott Weiland version of Christmas Time is here. And I understand you know, not everybody's a fan of late or mid-90s grunge and post-90s grunge, but um, fantastic voice on, on that version mm. of that song. Have to check that out. Yeah, yeah. To, I think you can find it on YouTube, but I, I believe it was from their um, MTV Unplugged. So, little little different version and 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 fun. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, we're gonna have uh, Little Saint Nick. Man, that's an mm-hmm. earworm. Versus another is. earworm, Santa Baby. Mm-hmm. Jen. Yep. How do you feel? Um. You know, you would think that I would really like Santa Baby, but it's gotten to the point where it annoys the <laughs> heck out of me. It's a-, a little Saint Nick is an earworm too, but I hear it just the right amount. Like, it's not like an overplay Christmas song. It just shows up sometimes and, you know, it's fun. It's cute. Let's sing about the sled. And and then that's good. Yeah, so I'll vote that over Santa Baby. I feel like Santa Baby, the original Eartha Kit version's good, but there's so many bad versions of Santa Baby. And it just keeps, keeps, like, it just keeps yeah. getting worse. And, and I don't like the Madonna version, which is sacrilegious to me. I love Madonna very much, but I do not like that version, which could have been heard on the, um, the like, now that's what I call Christmas CDs. So very special Christmas volume one, I'm sure, from 1989. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, nope. So I don't like Santa Baby. I think it's crass, crass and commercial, and I'll be voting for Little Saint Nick. Yeah, Ryan, I think you nailed it here with the, you know, there's <laughs> there's some weird versions. Yeah, I and I, you know, I I agree with you 100%, Jenny. I would say I like Little Saint Nick more than the average person. <laughs> um, I I get a huge kick out of the the baritone voice that goes. He don't miss no one. <laughs> That's like yeah. my, my favorite part of the song. <laughs> it is great. And, and and at the end when they're like when it's like fading out mm-hmm. and they go, Christmas comes this time each mm-hmm. year. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just such a dumb lyric, but it's such a like yeah. it just it's always just makes me smile yeah. and yeah. laugh. Like it's super mm-hmm. fun. I, yeah. I actually love that song. 
Um, one thing about Santa Baby that I just realized, I heard it like a few days ago. And one of the lyrics, she said, she asked him for a duplex. And I'm like, yeah. it seems like a low ask. If you're asking for a house, why not just ask for a house? <laughs> well, you know, not everybody can uh, write the perfect lyrics. If he's buying her all the Cartier uh, diamonds, too, like, all right, that's... If you just that, yeah. that is that it's a lot of presents. That is the forties so, and fifties. I don't know. But, uh, you know, you had yeah. It was all men writing these songs. Like, what's a woman gonna ask yeah. for? A it, woman, it, yeah. It, at, at least she didn't ask for a vacuum. I mean, <laughs> considering no, oh. I'm not trying to be crass, but just considering the scope of uh, songwriting at the mm-hmm. time, like. <laughs> yeah. She she didn't Yep, nope, totally. She didn't ask for three children. <laughs> she didn't ask for a Tupperware set. <laughs> well, no. After that we have uh one of my favorites, uh Run Rudolph Run versus Sleigh Ride, uh, a a mm-hmm. classic. A uh, lot of different versions there. Um you know, uh, mm-hmm. Johnny Marks, uh, again, he's, he's going to come up more than a few times in this tournament, uh, wrote Run Rudolph Run, but uh, made popular by Chuck Berry uh, and mm-hmm. the famous scene in Home by... Alone 2, I want to say. <laughs> Home Alone 2 mm-hmm. when they're running yep. to the, the the gate. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, yep. I love that song. Sleigh Ride's got a ton of different versions. Ryan, what do you think? Uh, this is a really tough one for me. I love both of these mm-hmm. songs. Um, Run, Rudolph, Run is a lot like Little St. Nick to me, <laughs> where it's just like fun and kind of mm-hmm. funny. And it's like, this is mm-hmm. what Christmas music should be, sort of. I mean, mm-hmm. there's room there's room yeah. for all kinds of Christmas music. But like, I just love that like funny, dumb, uh, you know, Santa-centric mm-hmm. Christmas mm-hmm. music. Um, but Sleigh Ride is one of my favorite, like, old school uh, Christmas standards. I just love the melody Mm -hmm. so much. My favorite version, well, the Ronettes version that was on that same album, I believe, with uh, Christmas Baby Please Come Home um, is a Stone Cold classic. That's, I think, the the best Mm -hmm. version. But my favorite version is The Ventures, who, if you're not familiar with them, they're like surf rock. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like Dick Dale. they do. They have a Christmas album that that's actually one of my favorite Christmas albums. Um, if you're the type of person who wants to, well, you know, Hawaiian shirts are ruined now because of Boogaloo Boys. <laughs> nah. But uh, you know, that, there was a, a couple of years in there where you know I was listening to a lot of surf rock, and the Ventures version of Sleigh Ride is really really fun. Mm-hmm. Jen. Yeah, um, I I'm voting for Sleigh Ride. Sleigh Ride is one of my favorites, especially of the like winter songs. They aren't necessarily Christmas songs, but winter songs. I think Sleigh Ride is great. Okay. Um, so yeah, I actually really like. There's a Natalie King Cole version from so Nat King Cole's daughter. She recorded a version of Sleigh Ride, and it's that's my favorite. It's like way like overproduced overprodu- and like oversung. It's super over the top with everything and i love it um so yeah no that's i uh, i like i like i like them both i have nothing against run rudolph run, run but it's not one of my favorites I, I think and but sleigh ride sleigh ride is so much i think fun. this could be one of our closest matchups i mean we've had super we've yeah, had I close, think so. close matchups but i think this yeah who close. knows what's gonna mm-hmm. happen um and you know probably our most controversial matchup here coming up next uh, on both sides, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Thank you. We we will try not to spend too much time on this, but uh, we have Mele Kaliki Maka versus uh, Baby. Mm-hmm. It's cold outside, and um, I, I don't. I, I, I don't want to. Uh, again, I don't want to take too much time, so I'm just going to state: Baby, it's cold outside was written by a husband and wife team. It uh, was written in the you know late 40s uh and so in the time period of late 40s and early 50s that 
was the time period of some very strange phrases that we don't really use nowadays. <laughs> um, uh, I was suggested by one of my coworkers to even say, like, you know, like that's 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 how fun you know people talked back in the day. Like, hey, son, what's in this drink? Well, come on now, <laughs> <laughs> that's old timey speak, and, and and to try and apply yeah. everything across genres, I think is ridiculous. I understand uh, the apprehension behind the song, but I love the song. Great version in Elf with uh, Will Ferrell and Zoe yes. Deschanel. That's like, our, yeah. I'll shut up now. I'm talking nope, too that's much. That's probably my I'm, favorite. I'm talking too much. Jen, <laughs> Jen, what do you think? Uh, yeah, you know, I'm excited for the comments when this one comes up because we always have really fun discussions. Um, so I like Baby It's Cold Outside. I definitely understand the arguments against it. Um, but I, uh, I read a really like fun kind of like feminist viewpoint on it and like looking at through that lens of the 50s and what expectations were of women and think like kind of presenting this as I think she really wants to stay because yeah. all she's saying is reasons why other people want her to leave, but not, but she's not leaving because she wants yeah, to stay. I think so I like, that's how I look at it. I use that feminist lens because I really like the song because it's so catchy and there aren't enough Christmas duets. Yeah. Why are there not more like Christmas songs that are written as duets? Because it's so I much know. fun to sing. Now, luckily we have that Ray Parker Jr. and uh, <laughs> yes. Bruce Springsteen album coming out. <laughs> album coming out. By the way, that's going to be in both your stockings this year. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you, you Jen. Uh, Jen so, so yeah, I like point. that one a lot. I, I feel like that. That's the other thing. This this song <laughs> is about like a, a time period where women were not able to express themselves. They, they, you know, they were dealing. They were dealing to, yeah. with stereotypes mm-hmm. and and it just. Sexual it, repression. It sucks that this this song yeah. again. I, I'm not I'm not taking away from how not necessarily correct the the lines of the song are, but it, it, let's <laughs> let's not get it twisted. Ryan, sorry. <laughs> I, I, but let's get, let's fight ne- about it in the comments. That'll be fun. I, I, I'm neutral <laughs> on this song. I was honestly like. I also am a little bit like iffy on Meli Kalikimaka, <laughs> yeah, which I, I think know. is equally <laughs> as like offensive. <laughs> uh, but it's um, you know, we'll see. I like I said, I'm I'm excited. Uh, that was one of the first comments. Uh, Eric H in the comments. Uh, Said, I'm so excited for the eventual baby. It's cold outside. Brouhaha. <laughs> I know, <laughs> and I am too. Uh, but but yeah, I it's it's something that started kind of as like a funny joke, I think, or like a yeah. funny essay that that you know somebody wrote mm-hmm. and got to the point where like it got way over like where now it's just like a common fact everybody knows that this is like a date rape (laughs) anthem and it's like right but you know this nobody thought about it like that until you know again this weird like viral thought you know went around i'll Um, I'll say has anybody watched any movie from the 1940s and just listen to everything they say (laughs) again no it's definitely and it's 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 funny I, I just had the yes. same uh, I just had the same discussion with Becky about this recently, um, who said mm-hmm. uh, who was saying the same thing about like sexual repression in that era and mm-hmm. like um, you know women being expected to like not stay over at somebody's mm-hmm. house you know that yeah. they weren't married to or whatever and that you know coming up with excuses why they have to leave even though they don't want to. Mm-hmm. Um but um yeah. but yeah. I I I I'm excited for the the conversation. Meli Kalikimaka is a fun Who song. Want a Hawaiian Christmas? It sounds fun. <laughs> it definitely yeah. like I think uh because of um Christmas Vacation the song was really launched into the the zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. But um it's yeah. uh <laughs> It's 
definitely now in the age of like awareness of cultural appropriation, it seems pretty like bad that like, you know, it's just like, Mm -hmm. this was also like the, the, the beginning of like the, uh, tiki age, I think where like people Mm -hmm. started going to Hawaii all the time and being obsessed with like rum and and, a little bit of, yeah, fetish, fetishization of, yeah. yeah. Big of time. a culture and then just yep changing it for I, commercial I do, reasons i yeah. do have to yeah. say it features our hometown andrew sisters the most famous version the the bing crosby yeah. mm-hmm. that's the best part and, of it and the andrew sisters from from mm-hmm. minneapolis minnesota and and, mm-hmm. and that's yeah. that's what i love about it is like it sounds <laughs> great it's a great sounding record like the that original uh bing and andrew sisters recording mm-hmm. is a really great sounding mm-hmm. record so, uh, no one you know, knows like, Hawaiian culture like a couple sisters yeah. from the Twin Cities, don't you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking of knowing Christmas, <laughs> we have Christmas in Hollis versus Santa Claus yes. is coming to town, which is our oldest song in this tournament from 1934. Mm-hmm. Oh, but oh man, and probably one of uh, probably our most recent song, "Christmas in Hollis" mm-hmm. from yeah. Randy MC. Or one of them, at oh, least. Mariah yeah. Carey. Mm-hmm. Mariah Carey's. Oh, uh, you're right. You're right. Yep, but they're pretty new. We're we're not yeah. we're not talking about Mariah Carey today. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Ryan. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna let you leave I, this. This is a really tough one for me. Uh, Christmas in Hollis uh, is great. This was one of my um, additions to the pool that I mm-hmm. I said this is a must for is. me. Um, I, I'm bummed that it got matched up against Santa Claus is Coming to Town because even though as a song, like if you're just playing all these songs on piano, I don't love Santa yeah. Claus is Coming to Town, but the Bruce Springsteen version and the Jackson 5 versions are two of my favorite yep. Christmas songs. Um, mm-hmm. So, and that's why I think I didn't even think about looking at the date it was written because I was just so like, oh, the, I was thinking about the Bruce and the <laughs> yeah. Michael of it all. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, uh, but, but, you know, so this is a tough one, but Christmas and Hollis is great. I'll be really curious to see how this one goes. Yeah, I hope I hope mm-hmm. people know that song because it's again we we had a lot of or listen to it if they don't. They yeah. do. we had a lot of differentiating, but yeah. this is one of the ones that we both like. I'm like, do mm-hmm. I think people are going to know the song? But we both agreed on and mm-hmm. no, I I think this song will get a lot of votes. I think this people our age, I think, uh, are very aware of this song yes. and people a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I than think us. this. I think it'll make it Hopefully. through um, a couple rounds, actually. Yep. And yeah, my husband won't listen to a Christmas mix that I've made unless I put that on it. <laughs> so Christmas in Hollis, not Santa um, Claus is coming to town. He's not a hardcore Santa Claus is coming to town. Stan. <laughs> He's a Christmas in Hollis fan, and I have to put that on every Christmas mix that I make to keep him happy. And it's also keeps me happy because I love well, it too. You... Um, and Santa Claus is coming to town. I don't love it as a song on its own, but I do love like when I hear it, like that, like Christmas nostalgia just like overwhelms you, you know, it really reminds me of like being a little kid and that like insane excitement for Christmas. And so I do love it in that way. And I love the Jackson five version a lot um that's like a quintessential christmas song to me but i don't know how i'll vote but i'll probably go christmas and hollis just because it's more interesting and i like some newer stuff one last note before we move on if you haven't heard the michael buble version of christmas and hollis (laughs) i highly recommend it um he really does it justice you'd be surprised (laughs) yes you gotta get that buble bump yeah. Speaking yep. <laughs> of Buble versions of songs, one he's never done, thankfully, is the uh, the chip the chip so chipmunk song, uh, "Christmas Don't Be Late." Yeah. One of my favorites. Uh, versus mm-hmm. 
another one of my favorites, Christmas wrapping uh, by the waitresses. This is yeah. this is a really uh-huh. tough one. I mean, we have a we have an animorphic an, animal anamorphic an, anthropomorphic. I'm, I'm not even, anthropomorphic. Yeah. <laughs> a bunch of chipmunks voiced by a, an mm-hmm. imaginary man that is actually a real man that just wants to hang out with a bunch of chipmunks apparently. <laughs> Ross mm-hmm. Bogdasiaria? I don't know. He is oh, okay. somewhere in there. But yeah, uh, one of the, one of the most famous uh, you know, parody or not parody, but uh, simple mm-hmm. fun Christmas songs uh versus The Waitresses. Oh. This is one where it's like you don't think of it right away, but as soon as you hear it, you're like, man, that is yeah. uh, that is my yes. jam. Yep. I feel like that's one you only hear on the radio, but you hear it on Christmas time yeah. radio a lot. Um, it's just such a fun, weird little song. Big time. Love Christmas. <laughs> so you're talking oh. about the chipmunk yeah. song? And I, lo- I, lo- I love... Oh, I- that I love is a fun, weird little song, too. They are both very weird. <laughs> Two of the weirdest songs probably in our bracket up against each other. Thank you, so. Yep. Yeah, they're fun. So I like um, them both. I, interesting yeah. f- interesting factoid. Did you know that? So last year, Mariah Carey, uh, All I Want for Christmas, went to number one on the Billboard Hot 100 um, for the first time. Like it, it didn't hit number one when it was new or any time since then. But it hit number one last year for the first time. The last Christmas song that hit number one on the mm-hmm. Billboard Hot 100 was Christmas Don't Be Late, a.k.a. the Chipmunk song. Oh, also, wow. Isn't that I insane that, that once upon a time, the number one song in the country was the Chipmunk so also, song? <laughs> the, the weird thing I found about the song, so they talk about a hula hoop in the song repeatedly. Yeah. That. Uh-huh, that, yes. I still want my hula That was the hot toy in yeah. 1958. I, I, I've i come to realize, like, maybe we are kind of spoiled. Like, back at, you know, just just, just 70, no. 60 years ago, they, they were looking forward to a goddamn hula hoop. I want a circle. <laughs> yeah. What do you want for Christmas? A circle. We 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 maybe should like rethink a, a few things. If if that was the hot toy that was, could can you imagine like the front of the Sears catalog, like just 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 some boy with a hula hoop like putting that uh-huh. on? Like, oh Super my! Super excited God, about look it. What I got a circle of plastic. Yep. <laughs> yep. Sorry. Yeah. That's so Christmas wrapping <laughs> by the waitresses. Mm-hmm. Uh, great song. Great song. Help. Yeah, super fun. That's it. <laughs> Next, <laughs> one more matchup to get to. Uh, and real quick, the so the Christmas wrapping was uh, uh, all the artists on that label were asked to write a Christmas song, and it became a huge hit. So. Let's let's not forget the. Mm-hmm. That's one that I always kind of like. Oh, as soon as I hear, it, I'm like that that that's a that's a great oh, Christmas yeah. jam. So, oh yeah, that is but a good song. Our our, our last yep. matchup is a biggie. We have the classic, "Rocking Around the Christmas Tree," 1958, mm-hmm. from Johnny Marks versus Wham's "Last Christmas." Yeah. It's a big one. I I think I'll be curious to see how people approach this because, um, you know, last Christmas is so loved Mm -hmm. and hated, but I, I think that I think last Christmas is, uh, it probably moves on to move on. I I think, I think it's, I think it's swung back. Like the, like, you know, I think it went to a hated Christmas song and it swung back to a beloved Christmas song. So, yeah, I think Last Christmas is going to take this and one. The the one thing I the one thing I don't like about Last Christmas is cuz I I love Wham and I love George Michael. Mm-hmm. Um but I feel like it was a product of cocaine in the 80s where like <laughs> just this self-indulgence where like everybody uh-huh. thought every song needed to be like five and a half minutes long. 
that song is so fucking long. It's like the song should be two and a half minutes. It does not need to be yeah. five and a half minutes long. No, it that is very true. So yeah, yeah, I. But there were a lot Pink of things Floyd. that George Michael did in the '80s that he should not have. So yeah, <laughs> and I do, I do want to point out that "Rocking Around the Christmas Tree." This is another Johnny Marks song. That that dude just cranked out mm-hmm. hits. When it came to yeah, Christmas. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. This is an awesome song. by Brenda Lee. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is a great song. Yeah. I like Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree a lot. Like, I prefer that over Jingle Bell Rock. Um, if we're now, comparing them. No, I'm, I'm being dumb. But yeah. But I think it'll be Wham. I'll probably vote Rockin' Around which, the Christmas which Tree. One, which, one was, uh, which one was in Home Alone? Was it Jing- Rockin' yeah, Around the, the Christmas Tree. Okay, the yeah. Christmas so, tree. okay that gets... Yeah. That, right? that I'm yeah. Gonna, I, yep, when he's got, it, like, the yeah, Michael the Jordan yep. on the train set going around and stuff. And all uh, of the mannequins that they, for some reason, had in their basement. Why do they have so many mannequins? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I really I, wondered I, that for, like, 25 <laughs> years now. I do love the the end to rocking around the Christmas tree is so epic where it goes in the new and old and fashion way and then the sax is like like it's just like so such a huge explosion uh it's a great great musical climax is what you need you need a good saxophone yep yep that's why bruce is uh the king (laughs) <laughs> they call him the king, right? The king of Christmas. His nickname? Yep, that's it. Mm-hmm, the king. Yep. <laughs> well, well, this is going to be... So anyways, how, how are you guys doing with Whamageddon so far? Have you made it? Have you, like, have you heard Last Christmas by Wham yet? Or are you still in the running for it? That's what I want to know. I'm still We've... good. Oh, I'm, I'm so still up. good. I've heard it so many times. I'm... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm I haven't. Oh, you know what? No, I take it back. I have because I made that playlist. I made the playlist for this tournament. Oh, yep. And I played that at work. Okay. Yep. So yes, I'm out. But you're out. Yep. I uh, I did. Um, uh, yeah. Sorry. Yes. Yes. I'm out. Sorry. Yep. That's all I have to say. Yep. <laughs> Just curious. I'm still in. I made it until December 23rd last year. Oh, and then that's Steve gross. and I, we had a, Steve was checking the score on a football game and we were wrapping presents and they played it like in the stadium and we were like, ah, we almost made it this year. So I don't think I've ever like successfully like survived Whamageddon, but the good thing with that game is even if you lose and you get kicked out, you still win because you got to hear Last Christmas by Wham. So, yep. yep, you're still a winner. One of the greatest games. I think it's it's America's pastime now. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Taking over for baseball. Post-COVID, yep. it's a lot more like it's an easier sport for everyone <laughs> to play. Yep. Just don't hear songs. It's right at most Americans' athletic level, so yeah. <laughs> try to not listen to a song. Yeah. Anybody can do by, it. Commissioned by yep. uh, Kate McKinnon. She's the commissioner of the uh, <laughs> Whamageddon League. <laughs> yep. Well, yep, yep. Uh, that's, our, that's our first round. Um we are going to have uh, mm-hmm. some interesting, interesting matchups in our second round. I do not think there is any clear winner at this point. No. Mm-mm. The only I thing I will all. say is down with Mariah oh. Carey. Do not let her take over your soul. <laughs> Disagree. <laughs> I, I, I'm not pro Mariah Carey going all the way. I just. Nope. Nope. I'm not Ryan, Ryan has Ryan has she's a, has, she's a goddess has put his uh, sword in the sand. He is so much for Mariah Carey. He loves her. Yeah, it's his goddess. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> no, we we have a good tournament going, and I hope everybody is enjoying it. Do we have any last? 
Christmas comments? No. Mistletoe? No. Do you guys do mistletoe? No. Yeah, yeah, I've got mistletoe hung up. I always be hang careful up in with my those house. cats, though. Nice. I like kissing. Yep, but it's just <laughs> me and my husband and my kid and the cats. So yeah. all kiss friendly. I have mistletoe. I, 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 nope. I have mistletoe hung over my tip jar. So <laughs> please. <laughs> CDC does not recommend that. <laughs> uh, for pop tournaments, we're going to wish that everybody has a very happy holiday season. Treat everybody very kindly and with respect. Please keep on voting and keep on popping. Pop, <laughs> pop. Pop, pop. Bye, friends. Thank <laughs> you.